you know, I uh, I was looking for something that we could do as, as sort of a, uh, a banner event for Las Vegas and for Chicago at the same time because I knew I would be doing both of these. And I sort of hung my hat on the roast of Ric Flair in Las Vegas, which, as we know, didn't happen. And I wanted to have uh, a rare appearance uh, there and, and thought that The Undertaker was going to be the guy. And everybody knows that WWE pulled him. So... I felt like I needed to do something that was uh, bulletproof and something that uh, nobody saw coming. And uh, it, it sort of amongst wrestling convention promoters, the white whale out there was, was CM Punk. And uh, I got his email address, and we exchanged a few emails over the course of several months. And then after it seeming like no deal was going to come together, very quickly one did. And we are thrilled that uh, CM Punk is dusting off the microphone to join us. So I think him being involved in anything wrestling related has got people super, super interested in Starcast and, and we're excited to have him. All right, thank you. Call comes from uh, 646 area code um, 217. Uh, your line is open. Uh, feel free Hello. to ask your question. Good afternoon, Conrad. It's Mike Johnson from PW Insider. How are you? Oh, hello, Mr. Johnson. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So, I guess the question I want to ask is, uh, you find yourself always in an interesting political position because you have people that you work with on your podcast who are now working for WWE. You obviously are working with AEW talent here. WWE today announces that they're going to do a podcast network. Uh, you've worked with WWE Network in the past. How do you find yourself remaining Switzerland throughout this entire process in such a political minefield? Well, I mean, I'm just a fan. I know that sounds silly, but I, I'm 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 really only doing one thing in the wrestling space outside of podcasting. That's the convention, and this is the last one that I have scheduled. And of course, we've had WWE represented at, at all of these events, and uh, I would like for that to continue. And you know, I'm on good terms with both sides. I, you know, obviously, I'm very good friends with Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff, and my, my sister-in-law works there, and I've just got a lot of friends. Uh, and WWE, and, and obviously that's the case with AEW. So I don't have any aspirations of working with a wrestling company, and uh, I'm content to just uh, do my full-time gig, which you know is mortgages, and uh, still do the podcast and have a great time doing those. But this is really the only sort of tiptoeing I have to do is StarCast. And uh, I know I say this, or I said this after the first one, but this is the last one I have scheduled. Like, I don't have any other, I don't have a hold on a building. I knew when I was doing Vegas that I was going to do Chicago. Uh, but I, I don't have anything like that up my sleeve right now. So I think after this, you know, and obviously that could change. Plans change, as we say on my shows all the time. But I think after this, it's uh, it's just sticking to podcasts for a while. And right now, I guess I'm, uh, I got two guys on the AEW side and two guys on the WWE side and then Arn Anderson. So me and Arn are sort of Switzerland right now, I guess. Thank you for that question, Mike. Uh, another email question here, Conrad, is have you found uh, through the StarCast processes, one, two, and three, that that tiptoeing has become more difficult and more difficult? Uh, no, the first one was easy. No one really knew what it was or what to expect, and it wasn't until it started to get some buzz and a little bit of notoriety and, and, and a little bit of attention that it was on WWE's radar. And yeah, I was definitely having to navigate that for StarCast 2, and that was very difficult. But not so much for StarCast 3, just because I sort of figured out, you know, what 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 was going to be easy to promote and what might get yanked away from me at the last minute. So I just didn't even look that direction. So we doubled down on 
on AEW style uh, shows this time on the main stage. You know, as you can tell with with Moxley and with MJF and uh, Dean Malenko and Cody and the Bucks. So we've got lots of an AEW presence, but we still have some legends and we have some independents. You know, so whether it's a legend like Foley or Punk who don't really do either one of those, or it's more independent like uh, Colt Cabana or Joey Ryan, I think we've got something for everybody, and that's really what I was looking for. You know, I wish that you know the political climate wasn't the way it was, and everybody could do everything. But clearly, with all the news that we're seeing these days, that's that's not reality. Thank you. Let me open up the line uh, two five four number. Go ahead with your question. Hey Conrad, this is uh, Anthony Suter, Smart to Death Podcast. Uh, question for you: If you if you do a fourth star cast, if there ever ends up being one in, in the future. How, do you have anything in the works that is just going to be unique, or do you have anything that you thought of that could be unique to uh, the next StarCast event to keep your know, fans interested and really willing to, to travel to whatever city is in? Well, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, what, what we can program differently. You know, I've tried to make sure that every show had different stage shows, so we don't have any repeats. So, like, we don't have a something to wrestle here. We don't have an 83 weeks. We don't have a what happened when. We don't have a sting panel. So... I've tried to do something differently, trying to keep the fans who don't travel in mind, uh, fans who watch on StarCast that way, or StarCast on uh, Fight, that way they can sort of have a different flavor. And that's going to be more and more challenging to keep that up because I do feel like eventually we'll have to have some repeats. But, you know, we haven't done anything with uh, on stage with ECW Originals that might be fun. And, uh, I mean, besides Taz, but I mean like a group, like a real panel discussion. There's a few little pockets of things that we could still do. But really, at this point, I think I've kind of landed most of uh, the big names that we wanted to have at these events, you know, with Sting being there and Bret Hart being there. Uh, Obviously, we got our hopes up at the last one for the roast of Ric Flair, and I'm hoping to do that at some point in the future. So, you know, if and when there is a four, I would like to do something with Rick. And uh, I don't know what else we would try to do differently really uh we've still got all the ring use belts that are going to be there and the backdrops and uh you know the, some of those innovations that we started to do have, have went over really really well and i want to continue those we're doing more pro photo ops this time and uh, whereas a lot of folks do an upcharge for those we're just including those and i'm pretty excited about that so there are a few things that that we've made um some improvements on for three but i don't know how much different four would be uh, unless we just had, you know, some different programming uh, on stage. Thank you for that question. Uh, another email question here, Conrad. Returning to Chicago and the the site of StarCast One, are you more relaxed this time and more confident in pulling it off? In the past, you said after the first one, it was the worst weekend of your life. Are you more confident walking into that building? Oh, a lot more confident. You know, it's one of those deals where you don't know what you don't know. Uh, and now now I have a better idea of what I don't know. And, uh, you know, little stuff logistically. We screwed up last time. You know, we just, we uh, we, we thought it was going to be Woodstock, and it was. it was. It was where everybody sort of descended on, and we had way too many talent and, and tables in the hallways, and it got way congested. And the congestion was really the, the biggest complaint that we had. So this time... There's no tables in the hallway. There's no podcast road on the front hall. There's no talent down the main hall. So from a, uh, a space standpoint and, and just uh, the mass of humanity, that will look and feel different. It will be much more enjoyable. But we've still got all the little stuff that you know we had last year, like 
menu and uh, there's going to be a couple surprises in the lobby that weren't there last year. So we've still got some fun stuff that's there, but just lo- the logistics of, of moving people around and where everyone goes and all the moving parts, I have a much better handle on. Last year I spent most of the time working on the stage shows and not nearly enough time on the actual meet and greet piece. And we've got uh, a much better handle on that. So I'm, I'm a lot less concerned or nervous or anxious because I have a better idea of what to expect, having done this not once but twice now. Thank you. Open. If you'd like to ask a question, please press 1 to add yourself to the queue. Otherwise, press 2. Your request has been received. To remove yourself from the queue, press star 6. Back off really quickly on what Mike was Mike had brought up earlier and talking about the endeavor situation with WWE and it just you know it feels like WWE is trying to put you out of business much like they're doing with AEW. <laughs> do you do you do you feel that do you feel that is the case? No, absolutely not. Listen, I, I think it's cool that you know we, I've got a lot of uh, folks who listen to my podcast who take social media to say that well, you know sort of what you said, but no, I'm, I don't think that at all. I think. You know, if anything, WWE should have been in the podcast game years ago, and uh, maybe the success of some of my shows and some others have proven to them that, hey, this is something that, that absolutely needs to happen, and and I'm excited that it has. So I, I hope they do well with it. I don't know. You know, I know that uh, this. I knew this was going to come up because the news just broke, but I don't know anything about their network, and um, you know, don't have anything else to say about it really. I'm not trying to dodge the question. I haven't had a conversation with anyone about it. Uh, most of my shows are with Westwood One. Uh, all of my new shows moving forward will be with Westwood One. I have a great relationship with them. They've been a great partner for us, and uh, I want to continue to uh, to do that. So, uh, I guess probably like a lot of wrestling promotions, I'm going to focus more on uh, what I'm doing than um, than anything else. All right. Thank you. Let me open up the line to a 913 number. 913, go ahead and ask your question. Hey, Conrad, this is Connor Casey from comicbook.com. Thanks for taking the time today. Hey, hey um, man, thanks for coming on. Question regarding the uh, the punk panel. I, I think I think it's fair to say that there is still a lot of speculation surrounding him and what he plans to do going forward, if at all, in the wrestling world. Um, are, are you anticipating a lot of, a lot of questions uh, from fans kind of barraging him, like, are you going to AEW? Are you going to WWE? What, what are you doing next? Like, how do you, how do you plan to combat next? I'm not going to combat it. You know, I'm sure as he's doing hundreds of meet and greets, uh, every other person is going to ask that. You know, there's a lot of people who really miss CM Punk and, and really identified with, you know, his character and persona and, and took his work personal and, and it was a special place in their heart. And they're super CM Punk fans and we're glad they are. We're glad they're coming, but at the same time, you know, they don't want to just have the memories. They want to see him go make new ones, and I understand that. But ultimately, that's up to him. So I expect, and I'm sure he expects, that he's going to get that question hundreds of times. Uh, my my only thing is, you know, I want to clarify, because I know that there's lots of speculation out there. This was not a piggyback booking. I did not book CM Punk or AEW. He is not going to be at all out. Uh, and anyone who has that expectation is probably going to be a little disappointed because that's not the way my booking happens. Uh, that being said, I'm sure any wrestling company would love to have a conversation with him about him joining their company, and that's just 
not specific to AEW and WWE. I'm sure, you know, Impact and Ring of Honor and New Japan and 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 every MLW, everyone would love to have CM Punk. Uh, he's in a good spot where he sort of gets to call his next shot, whether that's in or outside of wrestling. And I would suspect that that would be all uh, the main question that everyone wants to know is, what's next? Thank you for that question, Conrad. Going back to email here, have you named who is going to be hosting the CM, CM Punk stage show? No, we have not. I will say that it is. Uh, uh, it was something that was debated and discussed, and uh, I believe we have filled that spot now. And um, I know that piece was very important uh, to CM Punk, and uh, I think people are going to be pleased because the uh, the person who is going to be doing it that we haven't yet revealed probably doing uh, his fair share of homework, and it will not just be uh, surface. They will they will get into the heart of the matter. Great, thank you. Uh, opening up the line for an 810 number. Uh, go ahead with your question. Hey, Conrad, it's Austin from Woods from Pinda Pro Wrestling Podcast. How you doing? I'm good, man. Hey, so with you going into your third StarCast event that you're running uh, the helm of, um, throughout the entirety of you putting on these events from the first one in Chicago and the second one in Las Vegas and going to this third one in Chicago, what's been the most enjoyable uh, aspect of you running these events? Uh, when they were over, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's fun to plan it. That's probably the best part, you know, just to sort of have the idea. You know, I've got this, and I talk about this all the time, but I've got a group chat on Twitter with all my wrestling friends and uh, I, I use them as sort of a sounding board. And I say, hey, guys, what about this? And together we make those ideas better. And what comes out is uh, a, a list of shows, uh, a whole host of shows, a panel that I'm pretty excited about. And I wish I could attend them all. Uh, unfortunately, that's not possible. I've got to actually be working the event. But putting it together and, and sort of say, hey, what would I want to watch is probably my favorite part. Uh, but then it becomes a lot of uh, hurry up and wait, and then uh, the actual execution can be rather exhausting. So uh, seeing the smiles on people's faces, uh, having some interactions with fans who are coming from all over the world who tell me you know, this is the best weekend they've had as a wrestling fan and things like that, because they're not only getting to come to StarCast, but they're also going to a really badass wrestling show. You know, everybody got their money's worth at All In, and everybody got their money's worth at Double or Nothing, and I suspect that they will at All Out as well. Thank you, Conrad. Going back to the email, what has been the show that you've put on that has surprised you the most with how well it turned out? I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to take uh, that he's talking about stage shows or panels. You know, there are a lot of surprises. I was really surprised at how much uh, everyone enjoyed the Arn Anderson show and the Dustin Road show at, uh, at the second one. I thought the press conference at the first one was uh, incredible. And, um, you know, I, don't, I, I think the anticipation for Brett and McGee at two was something else. But, you know, I'm just freestyling. But I think between Cody, Moxley, and Punk, we've got the best combination of stage shows yet. And I think the best stage show is going to happen next week in Chicago. It'll be one of those three for sure. Awesome. Uh, opening up the line... Uh Caller does not have a number, so I hope they hear this. Anonymous, go ahead. Hello, Derek. Yes, hi, Conrad. It's Nick Osmond, Wrestling Inc. How are you guys doing today? Good. I'm good, Anonymous. Thanks 
you know, obviously with uh, AEW and TNT on the horizon, uh, is TNT going to be sending any cameras out to get footage, or will they have any kind of involvement or on-site you know, presence at StarCast this time around? TNT will indeed have a presence at StarCast 3. Do you want to go on about that? Oh, no. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know what all they're planning on doing. I do know that they're going to be involved, and they'll have some displays, and they'll have staff and folks there. Uh, if, they're at, if they need permission to film, uh, it, it is granted. Uh, and if they're listening now, hey, y'all, uh, you're welcome to. Uh, but no, I, I anticipated that this is going to be another way to sort of get the word out there about you know their new television show, and I want to be you know, a good partner to those folks, and, and uh, I would suspect that they would have quite a big presence there. So I look forward to uh, working with some of them next week. Great. Thank you for that question. Um, if you have a question for Conrad, again, follow the prompts uh, to get on the board. Uh, be more than happy. We have a couple more minutes here with Conrad. Uh, so going back to the... You may now ask your question. Muted. Bert. Uh, go right ahead. 773, are you there? Hi, Derek. Conrad, Jonathan Hood from ESPN Chicago. Oh, Thanks so much for taking my call. Uh, go back to the email. Um, you mentioned the Moxley Punk uh, stage shows. Do you feel like those two are very similar in what they're going to deliver to the crowd? I think Cody helped steal the show at StarCast 2. He was probably... Uh, the biggest surprise of StarCast 2 when he was on stage with the Bucks. Cody was just live rounds, man. Um, he was ready to uh, just shoot from the hip and pull no punches. And the result was uh, a lot of newsworthy sound bites and a very entertaining show. I would expect that in a big way. And Moxley's a different cat. You know, I, I don't know which John Moxley we're going to get. Uh, are we going to get the Moxley that was a little introspective? And, and, and was willing to sort of open up like he was with Jericho and Wade Keller? Or are we going to get a game day Moxley? To agree to open up on stage. It was very easy. You know, Malenko has played it very close to the vest for his entire career. So for him to sit down and open up and tell his story and give you a peek behind the curtain, you know, growing up in a wrestling family and being a territory guy and then, of course, uh, making his mark in America in WCW and then all the stuff he did in the ring with the WWF. But most importantly, I'm interested in hearing his wrestling philosophies and, and learning about the way he thinks and his time sort of behind the scenes as, as a more creative influence for WWE. And um, he has not maintained... Uh, a relationship with fans and that he's not on social media and uh, he hasn't done, hasn't written a book and done 38 shoot interviews and he doesn't have a podcast. So the idea that you get to sort of pick the brain of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, I think is a real treat. And uh, I think uh, anybody who aspires to be a professional wrestler could probably learn a lot from watching some of his matches, you know, in the, in the mid to late nineties. And the idea that we get him to sort of open up with somebody that, he know, likes, and trusts when Tony Schiavone, it should be an entertaining show. Uh, thank you. Uh, another email question. You had uh, mentioned the creation of StarCast with uh, when you ran the idea by Cody that it would uh, prevent uh, other shows from happening in and around uh, 
now it seems like there's numerous independent shows happening that weekend in Chicago. Uh, has that helped or hindered uh, what you're trying to do with StarCast 3? No, I don't think it's I don't think it's hurt at all. You know what we I mean I think we always sort of envisioned that there would be other wrestling shows that ran around Starcast and and the all in all out whatever time you know the show was. And those shows happened last year. You know AEW had shows last year. Warrior Wrestling had shows last year. I think that's great for a re- for wrestling fans. Uh, the the way I pitched Cody was there wouldn't be any wrestling matches at my event. And I, and I wanted that to stand out because, you know, I think the world of Michael at Hot Spots and what they do with WrestleCon, but they do have a wrestling show. And I know that Cody wanted, you know, to make his show at All In special and unique. And it was going to be, but he didn't want there to just be an overabundance of wrestling. And, and if we were going to be a real sort of convention partner, we didn't want to compete for that. Let them do the wrestling, let us do everything else. And that worked really well. For all in, and, and it's going to work well for all out, and, and we're excited. But hey, I think if you're in town, why wouldn't you try to go see the Game Changer show? And why wouldn't you go see the Warriors show? And why wouldn't you go to AEW? And, I mean, there's a lot of really, really good shows that weekend. Rise has a show that weekend. Uh, more choice, more opportunity for fans, more opportunity for the boys. It's a good thing. But make no mistake, the main event is all out, and uh, all eyes are going to be on Sears Center next Saturday. Uh, that we will skip right over. Um, but we will go to the 7 7. Hey, Conrad. Hey there. Hey, it's Jonathan Hood from ESPN Chicago. I had a question. Where do you place the CM Punk booking versus everything that you've done business wise in the wrestling business? Uh, well, I mean, if we're saying StarCast, I would say, you know, it's going to be probably the biggest tentpole event that we've had. Um, the all-in press conference, I'm always going to go back to because it was such a big deal and, and the anticipation for that show was another level. And I think this is the most anticipated show. Dave Meltzer would say this is the most anticipated wrestling show ever, perhaps all out. And I think this one might be there, but the um, feather in the cap is getting CM Punk to do something in the wrestling space after years and years and years of saying not. So as far as a StarCast standpoint, I kind of think that's probably it. But if we're considering podcasting, I think something to wrestle is, is probably be is probably going to be what people associate with me the most. All right, thank you. We have uh, one last question here in the email queue. Um, when you look back at the star casts that you've done, what what has been a takeaway from each from each event for you? That's hard for me to say. You know, the uh, I learned a lot the first time. You know, and uh, my takeaway from it is uh, less is more, and, and we're definitely applying that here at Starcast Three. And the takeaway from two, you know, I, I that's that's really challenging because I, there was a lot there. You know, with the whole Undertaker thing and the Ric Flair thing, and and just Vegas in general. Uh, Vegas was a was a different animal. So, you know, I'll probably be more selective with uh, if I'm ever dumb enough to do this again with markets where we do it. Uh, and that's probably the lesson from two. I don't know that I would want to go back to Vegas. We have one more here. Is there talks of? bringing StarCast over
into completely different markets. So they mentioned New Japan here as well. Is is there any talks of StarCast going overseas? Yes, I've been approached uh, and asked to do stuff uh, on a couple of different continents, but uh, it's hard enough to make it happen in Chicago. Seems like it would be uh, biting off more than I can chew to think that I could do it internationally. That being said, you know, if the right time and place and opportunity popped up, I would certainly entertain it. Uh, but at least in my mind's eye, you know, StarCast is always going to be, uh, you know, a me and Cody thing. You know, obviously, everybody knows, you know, Cody doesn't own StarCast, and it's just 100% mine and blah, blah, blah. But he's the guy who sort of believed in the idea, and uh, I really like working with those guys. I think the world of uh, Cody and the Bucks and, and Kenny and the whole crew, and Tony Khan most of all, and the idea that, you know, I have this association and, and I'm fortunate enough to be in this position, I want to keep that going. Uh, so I'm not really keen on trying to roll the dice and do it somewhere else, unless they do. So if there's some super show in London one day or something like that, for AW, perhaps. Uh, I know that um, when we did a podcast, uh, I guess about a year ago with Bruce Pritchard, those were very, very successful. So it makes sense that, you know, in that wrestling-crazed country, we would try to do something like that. But I'm not going to go do it as a standalone. I would certainly piggyback you know, a big show. And, and if AEW does one over there, well, maybe there's an opportunity. Awesome. Thank you, Conrad. So our question queues are empty. So do you have any uh, closing remarks here before we close this down? And thank you for your time. Well, listen, I appreciate everybody jumping on and taking a few minutes to learn more about StarCast. I think uh, next week's going to be pretty newsworthy. Um, you know, the idea that we've got a human uh, highlight reel in Cody Rhodes. I mean, he is a soundbite machine, or he was at StarCast 2. I can't imagine that will be different here. Uh, Moxley seems to make the news everywhere he goes, probably the hottest performer in the business right now. And the guy with the most intrigue and, and that everybody's most curious to hear from finally talks for the first time in like five years. CM Punk next Saturday. Don't miss it. It's going to be on live on pay-per-view as well. Uh, so check your local cable providers, uh, or if you're like me, just check it out on Fight, Fight.tv or StarCast on Fight.com. And uh, it's a pretty good value. I'm pretty excited about it. You've also got StarCast 1 and 2 there that you'll be able to check out. Uh, it is one heck of a lineup if you're going to be in person as well. There's lots of other shows on there on the other states that you know aren't going to be on Fight, and it's going to be uh, wild. I'm really looking forward to it. Check it out, StarCast.com. Looking forward to seeing everybody next week. And I uh, can't wait to, uh, to see everybody one more time right there in Chicago at the higher agency. Conrad, again, thank you for your time. know you're a busy man, so uh, appreciate the minutes to answer some questions from the media. Look forward to seeing you in Chicago. And thank you, everybody, for uh, joining the call today. Really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you at the Hyatt Regency in Chicago, Thursday, August 29th through Sunday, September 1st. Thank you, and uh, have a great day. So the press conference and the conference call taking place there with Conrad Thompson for StarCast taking place in Chicago. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WrestlingTWT as well as on Instagram at WrestlingTWT. And don't forget about our YouTube page, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. You can find our YouTube page. Go to YouTube.com. Look for TWT there. Then you'll be able to go back and hear some of the interviews that we've done uh, over the last year and more on the YouTube page. 
Thanks so much for listening to this conference call, this uh, conference taking place with Conrad Thompson. StarCast should be a lot of fun. And show, so will the AEW show taking place on the 31st of August. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday.